0: For example, here's what I'm getting at. You'll discover that uh, your personal life affects your family life. Your family life affects your business life. The business affects you physically. The physical affects your mental. The mental affects your spiritual. The spiritual affects you financial. The financial affects your personal life. A- and then it turns around it comes back the other way. Everything affects everything else.
1: Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and I'm here to inspire your true performance from the framework established by Zig Ziggler, one of the top motivators and personal development leaders our world has ever seen, who believed we could all be more, do more, and have more. How? Improve ourselves, beginning with how we think about ourselves. So let's break down some personal development. In this show, we get a message from Zig Ziggler on how everything in our life matters. Everything affects everything. And what that really means, what is happening good, for instance, or bad in your work affects your family life, your mental wellness. And, and we really just elevate the importance of every area in our life and how it overflows and everything else. So from Zig's message, I posted this question on Facebook. What is one area of your life you improved only to find it positively affected and improved other areas of your life? And I gave folks the seven spokes of the Ziegler wheel of life for reference, which on a quick primer on that, it's physical nutrition. That's number one, two is family, three is mental, four is financial, five is spiritual, six is career, seven is personal. We got great replies with a lot more variety than I would have expected. I think you'll be inspired. Uh, Michelle Prince joined me to talk through the comments. It it was just inspiring and equipping. Uh, And hey, if you want to join these weekly conversations, we'd really like to hear from you, your thoughts, your perspectives, your experience. Find and friend me on Facebook at Agent K, as in Kevin, Agent K Miller. So we'll start off with Zig's message right after I share some great resources with you. Okay, folks, here then is a, about a one and a half minute message from Mr. Zig Ziglar.
0: I was amused a few years ago when two presidential candidates debated family values, and neither one of them could identify family values. And the reason they couldn't is very simple. There's no such thing as family values. As we will see, the qualities that will make you a good husband, wife, mom, or dad are the qualities that will make you a very successful executive or employee where you work. Now, there are additional skills that you pick up, but the actual qualities, the character qualities will help you be successful wherever you are. The same person that leaves home to go to work in the morning is the same person that leaves work and come home at night. So we want to look at that. Now, we take all of these things that everybody wants and What we do is we organize them and put them in balance. Now, for example, here's what I'm getting at. You'll discover that uh, your personal life affects your family life. Your family life affects your business life. The business affects you physically. The physical affects your mental. The mental affects you spiritual. The spiritual affects you financial. The financial affects your personal life. And, And then it turns around, it comes back the other way. Everything affects everything else. Now, I challenge you, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever it is that you do, try to connect two that don't connect with each other. Do you believe for one moment that your personal life doesn't affect your spiritual life and vice versa? Don't you know that your financial life affects your business and your business affects your financial? That your financial affects your mental, and the mental affects the family. Everything affects everything else.
1: Well, there you go, folks. Classic Zig Ziglar. Guidance you can put to action now. Again, from that message, I posted this question on Facebook. What is one area of your life you improved only to find it positively affected and improved other areas of your life? we well, here then. Michelle Prince and I talk through your comments. Well, Michelle, this whole topic and question is very poignant one to me. As a lot of people know, I uh, actually have my office, my studio here in my office where I'm partner in a functional medicine clinic. And so much of what we look at, even when we look at the Ziegler spokes uh, is what we look at in functional medicine too, that, and, and the reality that we have so many people pursuing health and wellness this is a soapbox of mine, obviously uh, that are doing so many things. Great. They're, you know, they're doing this, with their nutrition, or they're doing this with their exercise or this with their sleep or this with their stress. or they've got this supplement or this, uh, you know, uh, elixir over here, whatever—all good things. But when you only do one, and you have, and you're just doing that one, and you're missing it somewhere else, we see it sabotage, and people get so frustrated. And we find out we have to put a comprehensive plan together. And so I love. This message and of course, have seen it so much in my life and like you have seen it so many times with people. I mean, my gosh, you're, you're talking with people every week that I'm sure are doing great things, but they're just missing it somewhere. And that's where they bring you in as coach consultant guide to, to put it together for them.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, there's no better way to really look at ourselves and, 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 you know, we're way more than just our business or our job. We're way more than just being a mother or a father. We're way more than our health. And it's that collectiveness of who we are. And Zig so beautifully put that together through the wheel of life yeah. and, and looking at all the different spokes of the wheel, because even if you are, if you are just excelling in one area, that's great. But what other areas are maybe being neglected mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that needs your attention. So I love this topic. I get excited because I think every single person, no matter who you are, can improve a little bit on this topic.
1: I do too. And you know, I, even as you talk about it, I think I got to, I've got to muse somewhat that our culture is built right now to where you, if you just kick butt in an area, you are just rocking it. That's enough. That's enough. I mean, that's where we see the celebrities not to pick on anybody, but the, the big names out there who are uh, who are doing really well in one area, and we forgive them for the carnage uh, behind. Mm-hmm. And when we really look at it, none of us want to be that person. But man, it's so rare to have this message, which again is why we're here talking about Zig Ziglar. That's right. In uh, his message. Well, hey, let me just start running down through him here. So, Daryl Rostick, he says, uh, "For me, you know what? I'll read the first two because they're both on the on the spiritual spoke." He says, "It was the spiritual spoke, building my faith in God and realizing He only wants the best for me." Caused my faith in every other area to rise. My family, business, finances, and mental health all grew substantially once I really focused on the spiritual aspect of faith. It, inc- I increased it by reading daily devotionals and reading awesome books from pastor and author, Jermone. Uh, uh, Is that how you say that, Glenn? Um, and then Evan Renfro right after that, he says, I like to prioritize spiritual as I believe it will benefit all others. I believe God has created us in his image and that we are to steward our resources. Well, this includes our mental and physical states. Also, I believe none of this to be done in a vacuum, meaning when we progress in one area, all others can benefit as well. We are the same person, no matter which hat we are wearing at that time. Uh, well said, though, it's kind of like common sense. It's not that common, don't you think?
2: Mm-hmm. Or not that easy to do all or the time. True.
1: <laughs> True.
2: It, it is. You know, it's interesting. That's the one we started on because I was thinking for myself. This question. You know, what one one part of this book has really impacted my life the most? And I was raised up with, you know, in the church and and all that. But I had something. You know, probably about 10, 12 years ago, where I really dug deeper in my faith, and that made an enormous impact. And it's actually what opened up a lot of my, uh, I guess, beliefs, confidence to to go ahead and. and move forward with writing a book, truthfully, mm-hmm. and, and really putting myself out there. Because I felt like it became more of a, a, a calling versus a, a goal kind of thing. But that that little just a little bit of tweak in my spiritual life, all of a sudden, my, my career opened up my, my I was having better relationships with my family. And, and that was a huge driver in so much of what's happened for me over the last 10 years.
1: Well, and and as I think about it too, it's, it's hard not to intellectually put that first spiritual. Mm -hmm. And and I got to admit that without that component, I can't make much sense of my own life. It it does seem futile. And so everything bases on that. Yet I also am consistently blown away at how much understanding and knowledge I can have in my spiritual life, in my faith-based life. And yet if I don't proactively put these steps in place in all areas, mm-hmm. I can still be failing. And that is, gosh, I think I- admittedly, it's disappointing. It's fresh. I want to think, man, if I'm right with God, everything will just, will just happen. It'll just all come together and, in not pursuing wisdom in other areas of my life. Those things have not come together. And that's part of my own doctrinal struggles there, I guess, in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Ashley Young here, she says mental, with a big exclamation point and a smiley face. Uh getting myself in the right headspace every day by waking up and having some quiet time and listening to a podcast, mainly the Zig Ziglar show, thank you Ashley, uh, <laughs> has brought positive changes to how I go about my fitness routine, complete tasks for my business and interac- interact with other people, mental clarity and setting that abundance mindset makes everything else in my day flow so much better. I need that daily reminder or uh, tips and tricks to keep my cup full. Mm, So important. It's hard for me not to put that first.
2: Yeah, well, and, and really interestingly, you know, spiritual, and mental, they can depending on the person, they, they can go hand in hand because you know we're, we're renewing our mind every day. That's what we're supposed. That's what we're told to do spiritually, but that that it's true because our, our heads are going to get full of the trash and we have to clean it out on a daily basis. You know, Zig's one of his uh, quotes that I love most, or he would tell the story about you know motivation and why you need to do it every day, personal development because it's a lot like bathing. It's not mm-hmm. going to you know you don't. Do do it once and expect it to stick you have to do it every day and and the same goes for our minds because it, we are just inundated with negativity and d- doubt and fear and and people telling us things that may not be true that we have to every single day get us back on track
1: Yes. And you know what and, and and forgive me for saying it's hard for me to put that first. The point is not figuring out what I think or you think or whatever. This is to find everybody find your secret sauce of what does it for you. So forgive me for saying that. Uh yeah, for what works for you. Uh, for me, yeah, if my if I am not yeah, kind of like what Ashley said here, if I don't have an abundance mindset, uh, everything else is pretty much soured. So I do need to work on that, but, and we're going to get into this as we keep reading, you know, sometimes to get me mentally in shape, I need to go work out. I mean, again, it's, that's the whole point of this is figuring it out, but we do want to find what are the, as she said, tips and tactics, tricks that we use for ourselves.
2: You know, I have to just say, Kevin, one of the downsides of this conversation is for somebody that's looking for that, get you know, that, that silver bullet yep, of this yep. is going to make me successful. What's the one thing I can do to be more successful. Unfortunately, there's probably not just one. Cause like you yeah. just said it, they're all connected. It's a wheel. And, and just because you're really excelling in one area, doesn't mean that that's going to make you successful in all. So.
1: It's, well, come on, Michelle, <laughs> we'll tell everybody what the correct order is just send 1995 uh, cashier's <laughs> check to this address. Yeah, well, that's how you. If only
2: we knew. <laughs> if only we knew.
1: If only we knew. Mo Mo Skelton uh, says, "I made a very concerted effort to change my mindset just before I opened my business, a physical therapy practice. I knew it would be hard, lean, and would ta- uh, would would take some time to get established. It all started when I heard Zig for the first time about five years ago. So changing my attitude really has changed my financial life and my marriage. My wife is my office manager, because there have been many times on paper." We shouldn't have made it. We stayed positive and kept plowing forward. The mindset change toward positive habits has carried over to my spiritual life and my health as well. And again, back to what we just said, that is so interesting to see where is that catalyst for somebody and where do they see the most acute, uh, you know, overrides into other areas of their life. And it is so unique. That's why we do the Q and a like this, because we hear these stories and, and some of them are going to resonate, and some of them are going, to go, hmm, maybe help us understand other people better i suppose
2: mm-hmm. and it but it boils down to you know how everything does affect everything, and it's a lot of it is is your perspective on it and the mindset and I love that he said that you know things as it relates to finances because you know no, some people don 't think that mindset can actually have an impact on finances, but it really can, mm-hmm. and you will always gravitate toward what you 're thinking about most, so
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, gravitate and think about the things that you want to have happen in your finances and your marriage in whatever, and whatever and 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 see what happens
1: as a man thinketh oh. as a man
2: thinketh yes.
1: Carolyn Delaney. She says in big, bold nutrition, I didn't realize how much the food I ate was affecting my mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health. And again, I got to admit, I spend a lot of time focusing on, on food. It it is, it's hard for me not to want to put it first, uh, because I see so many people who again are doing so many things, right. Even food wise. And Mm -hmm. yet there's a culprit uh, nutritionally, something, as my partner says, something that they're putting in their body that their body doesn't want, or something they're not putting in their body that their body needs and seeing the cascading effect of a food allergy intolerance sensitivity, uh, or, or just not putting in the right thing, something that we have a void of that somebody else may be eating a similar diet and they don't have a void of, we are all so infinitely complex that I know a lot of people and their, yeah, their secret sauce was, a specific nutritional, you know, issue or supplement or diet or, or whatnot again, and it very much maybe what they needed to put in their body or what they needed to not be putting in their body either way. Mm So, but Carolyn, I I understand that.
2: Well, and health affects everything, right? If you don't feel good, you're not going to be able to perform well, or, you know, if you're not able to get out of bed, you're not going to be able to be excel in your career. So they do all, Mm -hmm. all connect. It's amazing to me too, how. Over the years, I have definitely taken a a greater interest in my diet and understanding and realizing how much it really impacts my energy levels and everything else. I've changed some things through the years. But it's also amazing to me how things that we thought were healthy, (laughs) like you and I in our generation, things that we thought were healthy 20 years ago are now we're realizing are the the things that are making us sick. So it's just I agree with Carolyn that, that you have to make it a priority because you know, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything.
1: Uh, yeah, well, there you go. It's one of the greatest, greatest gifts we can have, as they say, is our health without it can not enjoy much else. Um, Marvin Pennick fit, uh, just simply says physical improvements have lifted all other areas. And Michelle, that one, it's interesting as I have done, I don't know how long now we've been doing the habits shows where we go through the seven spokes with our, our guests, the people that we, we interview and, So many of them, I don't think I've had one where they have not had the first spoke is personal, is physical nutrition where they haven't had a specific, consistent, you know, regimented somewhat, uh, pursuit there. And then so often when we come down, I think it's the third spoke is mental. They'll say, well, actually the first thing for my mental is back to the physical. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does seem to be if we're just looking at the, at the stats at uh, such a significant catalyst for kind of revving everything up, which I think we all experience that. And without that, man, it's, I know for me, and again, I'm biased. I've been a lifetime athlete and stuff, but that is kind of where it starts. Matter of fact, I have my, uh, my three boys right now on a schedule, three, three of my boys, um, on a schedule of every morning, they do sit-ups, uh, burpees and pull-ups and wow. they have real quickly gotten to where they like it. They said, it just makes them feel better. Yeah. What a great testimony is that?
2: That is a huge testimony. I need you to come to my house and do that with my teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) But that's so true though, because the physical, it, it does. And, and you know, way more about this than I do, but there's all these, you know, doctors can say that there is a direct link from, you know, moving your body and and what it does for your endorphins and and everything else and the energy. So, uh, you know, it, it, it is so critical, right? Going mm-hmm. back to what's the most important. Well, maybe it's this, maybe it's the mental, maybe the two together. I don't know.
1: Well, and, and the more that I do read on the medical side about the mind, about our psyche, that we often don't take into account the fact that it, our brain, our mind, our spirit, everything exists in this body. If this Mm -hmm. body is compromised, there's no way that the rest of us cannot be compromised. And if you tell me, you know, I'll invariably say something, yeah, what about so-and-so who's obviously in bad health and they're doing great things. We are great at survival. We're great at getting stuff out. The question would be, could that person get even more out of themselves if the rest of them was well?
2: Just a real quick yeah. side note here. So I'm involved with Make-A-Wish. I'm on the regional board here in my, my area. And one of the things, they call it magic in the medicine. And so what this is, is Make-A-Wish grants wishes for, for um, children with life-threatening illnesses. Mm-hmm. And what they're finding, and there are now medical studies and documents showing that when they have something to look forward to, it's not even the physical medicine per se that's making them better it's it's their mindset Mm -hmm. focusing on something positive that's coming or that there's you know something to look forward to how that literally changes the project trajectory of their of their medical journey and in some cases kids radically improve after getting their wish or right before their wish because their their mental has shifted so I, there's just such a huge connection and it's just getting proven and proven over and over and over again.
1: Well, there's classic Zig on hope, right? Um, yes. It's the best, the best medicine,
2: the best medicine.
1: And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Corey uh, Poirier, he says, For me, physical and nutritional and family, I increased my fruit and veggie intake and water intake recently. Noticed my health was impacted positively first. And even though I already had lots of energy, it increased even further in terms of family. I recently had a child 60 months old now, and I found that making the family time priority has also improved my productivity. I am naturally a very driven person, but noticed another spike when I actually redirected what would have been business time to family time. That is interesting. It was probably a few years ago when I, instead of looking on my family commitments, which are vast uh, mm-hmm. as a, not a handicap, but I, I used to, I think had a little bit of a mentality of, gosh, you know, it's, it's harder for me doing it this way. And then I, and then it finally occurred to me and I don't know what the catalyst was that I need I almost need the pressures. They make me produce more. And I I wondered without those, would I, I tend to respond best. And this is, I don't know if this is, this is actually, uh, I don't know. I I tend to think this is an immaturity, but I tend to respond best to pressure, to deadlines. Otherwise I'm not lazy. Um, I do procrastinate, but it's because I'm doing other productive stuff. I just, I want to do a lot of things. And sometimes I'll gravitate towards those easier things maybe, or whatever excites me in the moment. And, uh, anyways, those pressures. So it's interesting to hear Corey say that. That as he looks at somewhat structuring his life, it's made him more productive
2: absolutely and kevin i would say you are not alone in that <laughs> i feel like most of us if we don't have a deadline or a pressure or somebody expecting uh, it's kind of like the whole working out thing if that's why they say have a partner because if someone's expecting you to show up you're more likely to do it so we yeah. all need that that yeah. that pressure but i do love that he brought up the the family part of it especially he said he has a 16 month old i mean before you have kids right your whole life revolves First, before you get married, your whole life revolves around you. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you have a spouse and then you bring children into it. But it does give you that you have to have that perspective of, you know, you you can't do it all. Right. You have to decide where your time goes and carving. It sounds like he's doing a really good job of carving out that time with his child, which you know, I tell people now that my kids are older. It's like you don't get that time back. Mm -hmm. So. You know, always, always as much as you can, you know, mm-hmm. schedule. And I've been a working mom since I had my boys. So, uh, I know the, 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 difficulties and sometimes having to juggle it all, but you just don't get those years back. So I love that Corey brought that up.
1: It's interesting. I've seen my older of adult kids now and how they have said my, my oldest son specifically that as he has had now a job and, you know, working out and social things and different things, the more he's involved in, the more productive he is. Uh, Mm -hmm. so that was really great to see him experience that and come to that on his own. That's awesome. Uh, Brian Lynchard, he says, instead of spokes, I have six F's faith, family, friends, fitness, fun, and financial. Uh, he says the fitness one covers both physical and mental fitness. I try to do things that improve multiple areas at the same time. For example, I like to hike, which improves my physical fitness, but also my mental. And when my mental fitness is better, my relationships are better. Faith, family, and friends. Again, just points to, you know, everybody's got their, their thing. I think it's great for us to know. I mean, I do hope this wakes up in a lot of people that it, everything is not so compartmentalized when we do one thing, it should elevate the others too. And to maybe give ourselves some credit and to elevate the value of that thing. So for, you know, if you are somebody who loves like me to exercise, to not downplay it and say, yeah, but I don't tend to these other things. Are you tending mm-hmm. to some of those things during that physical area that override or, or, you know, o- overflows into you know, into the other areas. I mean, and even just inspirational stuff, Michelle, I mean, you, you love the beach. I'm sure when you're there, there are uh, probably every single spoke is rising, right? It is. And
2: you know, maybe the answer is, is start where you're most likely to be successful because mm-hmm. I they are all interrelated, right? You work on your mental, it's going to improve your Physical. It's going to improve your your career. It's going to improve all that. Or if if maybe you're a fitness person, and so starting with the physical is the easier part for you, then start there. If you know, so I feel like there's no right or wrong, but you do have to start, and mm-hmm. and they will make an effect. Now you do. I. But the thing is, though, it's not because you focus on one area that it's automatically going to help all. And, and where I'm thinking of this is career. Just because you are heads down in building a business or, or working a job does not necessarily mean your relationships are going to be great if you don't prioritize and, and you know, set boundaries around that. So, um, but, but start where you feel like you ha- can make the most progress. And then that, in, you know, that snowball effect will, will, kinda, will start to happen.
1: Okay. Well, I think that's the best thing that we've said on the show so far. Uh, so folks, I hope you hear that start where you're most likely to succeed. Again, maybe, you know, some of this could come into the kind of the perspective of we, uh, I'll, I'll own it. I get frustrated with school, traditional school where they say, okay, you're excelling there. Okay. So let's leave that one. Let's go over here and try to shore up the ones where you're mediocre. And we end up mediocre in everything and not letting somebody excel where they need to be. So in this, I think we could likely for me, I get. To gosh, you know, the exercise part that elevates me. I, I'm really good there. I stink on the finance part. So I need to set aside this one and go deal with finance. And I love what you're saying. If, if, start where I'm going to succeed. Have the wins over here. Let that lift everything up. Now, granted, I still need to go over here. Um, I, actually everything helps lift things up and helps me make more money. It doesn't help me manage it more. That never happens. unless <laughs> us sit down and actually do it. Don't like that. But, I think that's great, Michelle, for all of us to, again, you're giving us permission to if everything's helping everything rise and why wouldn't we, uh, be, you know, really, really dive into the areas, not ignore the others, but where we are successful. I love it.
2: And one last thing I'll add to that is also recognize that there's, we're all, it's a season, everything is a season. And so maybe right now on your your sp- or wheel of life, your spoke of career is awesome. It's high, it's great, and maybe your spiritual life is really lacking. Well, that's just a snapshot of where you are right now. It's a season, so things can shift and change. And this is why I, I think, Kevin, it's so important that we we revisit this so frequently because if you're not aware of how your spokes are changing and and you know where you need a little extra attention, maybe um, things can get out of hand and and you know not necessarily go in the direction you want.
1: Yeah. And I got to admit that I poke fun at it, but it's true. There's no amount of success I can have everywhere else that takes care of not paying my taxes or something like that by not getting around to it, which is why I pay lots of people to help me with that area. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, that's good. Well, Peter here, Peter, uh, boss, uh, he says mental, Learning what I didn't know about physical, financial, professional, and even spiritual helped me improve in all of these areas, man, my business partner, that's one of his favorite things. He's the doctor. And he says the most, the most dangerous things thing is we don't know what we don't know, which I think mm-hmm. really points to, uh, getting counsel, um, yes. mentors, I, I yeah, exactly mentors, or, or even again, you know, just paying a coach, a consultant, whatever, get somebody, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even unbiased is better sometimes to help us see what we can't see.
2: I am a hundred percent agreement on that. I am, I'm, I'm a huge believer in, 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 you know, so I say that you know, sometimes people have to believe in you before you believe in yourself or see something mm. in you before you can see it. And mm. and that's why we, we reach out to counselors or coaches or, you know, anybody that, that, has a different perspective.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, and I do say that for, for folks, cause I think sometimes we They'll downplay like you. They want to find this great mentor that they can just meet with, and sometimes we need to pay somebody to come in, do what they do well, and get help. And of course, Ziegler does so much coaching, consulting, and trailing. So uh, training. So there's there's a plug there. Um, okay, uh, Gibson. I'm not sure how to pronounce last name. Karong. He says, for me, it would be number one is physical and nutrition. Since I started to work on these two areas, I have seen a positive, drastic improvement on my cognitive and social skills. Uh, you know, for you, Gibson, we, uh, in, in this, in a lot of the work that I do, we're involved actually in a cognitive study. It's a national study and it involves uh, the primary areas are cognitive training, but it it, it resides in on functional medicine. And a big part of that is physical. Uh, uh, the, the nutrition side, what's going in, uh, the exercise side, and of course, sleep and stress, but really looking on the physical and nutrition side as we are trying to focus on cognitive. And again, I think that's a myth that we have that our brain and our mind, uh, abilities are going to work well, even though, even as our body is compromised and it's so drastic, Michelle, here's one on sleep that, uh, studies uh, not recently long term, but, uh, that are coming to light more and more that some of the, it's always interesting to me because these are just tangible areas that we think of that when you have a lack of sleep, the first things to go are your critical thinking skills and your creativity. Mm-hmm. Wow! I think that haunts me because most of my life, like yours, when you're creating stuff, you have to be creative. I mean, you're building a business when you're launching new products, you've got to be. So that's what pays my bills. Thus, I should act like a celebrity, like an athlete and be making sure I get sleep. And I'd rather not, I'd rather stay up late. I'd rather eat Mm -hmm. what I want to, even if it messes up my sleep, I'd rather get up early to get more done and it just won't work.
2: There is so much with sleep. I mean, we could do a whole show on that because it is so important. My husband's actually in the sleep business, sleep apnea business. And I've learned over the last couple of years just how much it, it does. It impacts everything, even down to your weight. It impacts the way you, uh, you physical things. There's just so much that it, it it does to harm the body when we don't get what we need. So everybody take a nap go to sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's probably, that's probably one of the things that keeps me... Uh, not falling back on my eating at night. Uh, well, anytime, uh, just, just overall is because it's the number one thing that messes up my sleep. And again, people don't think about that, that what we eat is generally, uh, it's one of the big culprits for, for sleep problems. Well, Nathaniel Schulte, he says financial was the first thanks Dave Ramsey. Uh, it's the first one that surprised me and gave me back some lost hope in my life but pretty much all the rest have made a difference sense. the value of spiritual discipline. And he in quotes says, thanks to John Eldridge and Dallas Willard, which I'll have to say, Nathaniel, I, I, I spent some time. I probably uh, 45 minutes talking with John Eldridge this, this week. He's a relative neighbor in the area. And we got to spend a little time and I'm reading Dallas Willard, uh, fervently. I can't get enough of the guy. So I
2: love Dallas Willard.
1: I, so I'm reading, um, life without lack. Uh, it's, it's, um, I, I, I'm just, I just, my, my partner gave it to me. I'm reading his copy and want my own so I can mark it up. And he said he just read, uh, just just finished or just started reading Dallas Willard's, um, I don't know if it's autobiography or a biography, uh, and he says it is a must read. Um, he will not accept me not reading it. So, uh, I have to, <laughs> it's a biography is what he said. So, uh, anyway, okay. So John, so you got me there, Nathaniel, I, I'm with you. He says, uh, they came next and then nutrition. And he th- he says, J- uh, thanks Jason Fung and Gary Taubes. Don't know those, those folks and strength training. And he named some people there, but my wife Ann Schulte deserves the most credit. Marriage has a way of shaping a person like, like nothing else. And she continues to love me in ways I could never know. I, I needed before we were married. Each of these is built on the other and God uses each to shape me constantly. Well, I just love that, Nathaniel. You just did the Zig Ziglar Hall of, or Wall of Fame there and gave credit gratitude. and encouragement. Wall
2: of gratitude. Wall of gratitude.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Wall of gratitude. And I just appreciate you doing that. That's what I need to I need to do the same thing. That, what a great Facebook challenge would that be for everybody? Let's all go out, take the seven spokes. We might need to do this. Take the seven spokes And give thanks to anyone who has given you help guidance, uh, progress in that area and name them and, uh, encourage them.
2: I love that idea.
1: I do too. I need to do that regardless, even if we don't do it as an official thing. Um.
2: So one thing Nathaniel said he started yeah. with the financial and I, I really liked and and I know he said spiritual discipline but it made me think about when he said Dave Ramsey really starting with financial and and getting your your finances in order is a discipline. I mean and that's not easy especially when you're having to change spending habits that maybe you've had your whole life. Um, (laughs) We went through the financial peace university years and years and years ago. So I know what a wake up call that can be, but that Mm -hmm. discipline, what, and what that does to you. So when you follow through with something in your discipline, then that kind of creates a pride and a confidence. And then that works on your mental, which makes you feel better about yourself, which maybe makes you, you know, do more with your life. So um, I I just really like that. He started off with that and used Mm -hmm. the word
1: discipline. Yes. Well, and that was, uh, Shoot. Who's that? Uh, the spirit of the disciplines foster. Um, that's one of my favorite books and I'm, I'm blank. I'll, I'll come up with it here in a second. Um, but yes, the, the disciplines is, is a big one, you know, and, and on this overall, I got one more I want to hit here, but before that, you know, I, so often, I'm sure you've seen this, Michelle, maybe experienced in your own life, but, but oftentimes when somebody is really starting to hunger for more in their lives mm-hmm. for better in their lives so often i uh, you'll see or i've seen where they will find one area that they grab onto kind of like what you said some area that they're a little more excited about they grab onto it and they go let's say they go run a marathon or they yeah. lose a bunch of weight or they uh, go and deal with their marriage or whatever. It's a specific area. And that gets them so on fire that they do, they start, they, it just span, spans out and they start hitting every area of their life. And it came from the catalyst of one thing that showed them that they could have success. And it is the thing for them, but it elevated everything. I think that's why we see the people now that we interview every week who have a certain area of expertise, a certain area that was the catalyst, but they, they of course now have a plan everywhere. Uh, yes. In their life, it's like catalyst seems to be so key.
2: That's a great word. I, you know, I see that a lot, especially with people that decide that they want to write a book. Because it, it's not about the book, but but they're they come to the realization that they're they have something that they either experienced or that they're passionate about. Both, you know, the two together, and and then they're on fire. They're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then it's just it literally, and I, and I love watching you know new authors do this. It's like one little. Success opens up the next one and the Mm -hmm. next and the next. And it just, you see this person evolve into who they were really supposed to be or who they are, who they were created to be. But that was the the one little thing, that little, the little fire that ignited it became, like you said, the catalyst Mm -hmm. to so many other awesome things changing. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, again, I love just back to what you said to find that area, find the main, you said to find the, find the area where, you know, you, you can have, you'll likely have the most success And if there's somebody out there who doesn't even know what that is, take the one that has the most interest to you. We've got seven spokes here. Take the one that just seems like the lowest hanging fruit and go after it fervently
2: and baby steps. You don't have to yeah. do something huge in one little area. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to focus on your fine or let's just say physical part, I mean, maybe it just means you drink more water tomorrow yeah. or you go for five more minutes on a walk or something. Don't feel like it has to be huge. Baby steps eventually get you where you want to go.
1: Yes. Uh, what is the, uh, uh shoot? What is the, the mailbox Zig's mailbox? Oh,
2: uh, one mailbox at a time, right? The, the yeah. story of how, when he was learning to run, he literally, yeah. he would just a box, um, Oh, goodness.
1: Now I just. A block in a mailbox. A block
2: in a mailbox. That's Thanks. what it
1: is the BAM program. Block in okay. a mailbox. Uh, That's he, right. Yeah, walk a block, the next day, walk it and add one more mailbox to it.
2: Exactly. Got exactly.
1: it. Which, if you live up here where I do, where we don't have individual mailboxes, it's rural, there are only a big clump of them every mile or so, you're going to get fit <laughs> really fast. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, here's a lot. I'm going to end with this one. It's really good. Greg Hawkins. He says, for me, it was mental. Unfortunately, my mother passed away in September, 2017, partly because she never did successfully address her mental and or emotional health. In 2005, I knew that something was seriously wrong in my life, but I wasn't knowledgeable as to what to do about it. Uh, then 2008 happened and it proved it out. First, I had a major financial reversal then an impending divorce and broken family. It wasn't in 2000 t- 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 2012 that I stepped into CR known as celebrate recovery, which I have not gone through Greg, but I have a good friend who led those classes for many years. I've I've been through the book. I've looked at it and think, I, well, I'll, I'll keep reading here. Cause I'm, I'm in agreement, uh, celebrate recovery. Two friends had gotten traction in this ministry due to a cocaine habit. I thought it might help me too. And although I wasn't chemically addicted or alcohol addicted or sex addicted it helped me to realize that i was broken in many ways all the ways on the ziggler wheel of life in fact i had now discovered i had many character flaws and flawed thinking as well even though i had become a christian early in life i found out that my theology and my spiritual knowledge was pretty jacked up too celebrate recovery ended up being a discipleship program for me I learned how to be accountable. I learned the benefit of getting a sponsor. I learned the benefit of allowing people to speak into my life. And I found people that would allow me to also speak into theirs. Thank you for your podcast. I love and appreciate it. And have shared with so many people. I believe that yours are set apart and different in many ways. Always helpful. However, always encouraging and inspiring. Thanks for pulling people. Uh, I believe that all of our stories together can help more than one story alone. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Well, there you go. Uh, wow. Yes. Uh, th-
2: Greg, thank you for sharing that. I mean, how many people are either can relate or, or feel inspired that, gosh, if, you know, he, he said he, he had financial issues, he had marital issues, his family broke apart, he lost his money. I mean, think about it. He's, he, he had a lot of big things happen to him, but yet yeah. still is able to recover. So that, that, that's
1: just so inspiring. Immensely celebrate recovery uh, folks. If you're not aware with it, it's very similar to like a 12 step program, which is why he he talks about, you know, an alcohol addiction or a sex addiction or whatever. It's built on that same format. And when my friend was going through it and I got to look through the book, that was my thought. I think it's something we all need to, as humans go through this and look at the areas of our life. It does include accountability, having a sponsor, things like that. Um, but that is, yeah, that's a significant story. And Greg, if you've been listening to some of our recent shows, matter of fact, we have one coming up. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's just about to come up, uh, launch with masten Kip. Uh, he has a book, um um, claim your power, but he talks about your traumas as being the catalyst for allowing you to go forward or not. And Greg, I think you'll get a lot out of that show as, as I did. And I think we, we all will, but man, thank you for sharing. I appreciate, and I read that last testimony. Thanks for your testimony to us. But yes, I agree. These shows right here where we get to just read and comment on the stories you guys share. Um, I think eclipse anything we could possibly come up with on our own.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, Michelle, always a gift to do these, uh, with you. I always leave magnificently inspired. So thank you.
2: Oh, thank you, Kevin.
1: Friends. I bet this has you thinking about some of the areas in your life that you've improved and you're now realizing how much it improved the other areas of your life. Maybe you want to elevate those. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big deal. But you may have also realized some areas in your life that are suffering a bit and negatively affecting other areas of your life, and that has grown in relevance as well. Hopefully, this message just helps elevate the entire importance of tending to the areas in our lives that need shoring up, understanding that they affect everything. We've been getting great reviews on specific shows. Matter of fact, show 626 was a message from Zig Ziglar, and then a QA, and a and it was titled The Death of Blame. Uh, It got a lot of positive reviews. Likewise, if you got value from this show, please let us know and leave a review in iTunes mentioning it specifically. Coming up next in show 633, we are back with Mastin Kipp, our guest from show 631, where we focused on dealing with past traumatic events to help us get unstuck and progressing forward. Mastin's the author of Claim Your Power, just as a refresher. In this show, we walk through his personal habits for success, following, of course, the seven spokes in the Ziegler Wheel of Life that we hit on much in this show it was interesting to hear maston a guy who is influencing a sea of people regarding personal relational health as he cites that he's not naturally a relational person i have to say i could relate and i wonder if some of you will as well well till then thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together